Hello everybody, welcome to Evan's Sports Show. I am your host, Evan, and today we're going to be breaking down the draft lottery, the NBA playoffs, and all that sort of stuff today. So uh, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, first, let's talk about the lottery. That was probably the biggest thing that has happened. Uh, it happened last night, and it was actually very interesting, and a lot of um, interesting things happened and uh, could happen. So um, if you didn't know, the uh, Timberwolves, they won the lottery. They got the number one pick, which I think is, I think it's good. They needed... They're one of the more small market teams, but they do have Cat and D'Lo, and they kind of just needed like another player to fit around them so they can make it to the playoffs again. Um, but yeah, so uh, rounding out the top ten, I'll read for you: it's the Timberwolves, the Warriors, the Hornets, the Bulls, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Pistons, the Knicks, the Wizards, and the Suns. So basically, I'm just going to talk about not I'm not doing like a mock draft, but just kind of saying like who who I would pick and um, like what my thoughts are on how everything went down. So first with uh, Minnesota, um, I feel like that. So they have two. They have actually they have three options. So you can go with Anthony Edwards, who is the more safe pick. Um, I think he's a better fit with D'Lo and Cat than um, any of the other guys. I think you could plug him right in at the two, and he can work off of D'Lo and create his own shot, and uh, be kind of an athletic, um, athletic two guard, or that won't like, that won't demand the ball every possession. He can just work off of D'Lo, and um, he could be a very, very solid third scoring option. And then you got um, Lamelo, who he um, he probably has the highest ceiling in this draft. He probably could. I think he has potential to be the best player. But I I really don't feel like the Timberwolves are going to draft him because if you you could put him at the point guard, right? And then then you move Dilo to shooting guard, and then you have Cat at the five. So that's your big three. But Melo's going to want the ball in his hands a lot. Like, he's one of those, he's a scoring point guard. Yes, he can pass, and he's a pretty decent playmaker, but he's m- m- mainly a scoring guard. He likes to shoot uh, long-distance threes and step-backs and all that stuff. And then if you have Kat and D'Lo, who have been number ones on, on their teams for a long time, who are now playing together, and they both need the ball, to um, contribute, obviously, and uh, they all have their own unique um, skill sets on offense, and they're uh, very good offensive players. And I just don't think that, like Mello, Mello will be taking shots away from both of them. And I'm pretty sure that the Timberwolves want to build around D'Lo and Cat, and they don't want to build around like Lamelo, like solely by himself. You know. Um, so that's. So I just I think that. He wouldn't really fit too well with them because, um, I mean, if you have three three dudes who have to have the ball in their hand at all times and are, like, big scorers, I really don't know how that's all going to mesh. And they're all very young, so, like, I don't know how well that's going to mesh um, in the first couple of years. But then they could also go with Wiseman. And then you could move Cat to the four because he's a pretty good shooter. But my only issue with that 
is uh, a big knock on Cat is his defense. Uh, he's been he's been lazy on defense, and um, that's been really one of his big holes in this game. So I think if you put him in the at the four, and you think about the modern four now, they're usually about it's either a small forward that's playing small ball forward, or it's like a six foot nine power forward who can space the floor. You know, so if you have one of those one of those two out there they probably have some speed to them and they can hit shots and they can drive past people and um contest and contest by defense um i just don't really think cat can at least not right now i don't think he has the he, can, he doesn't have the perimeter defense like he can't switch onto the smaller fours and like keep up with him because he's not it's like super fast and he, he doesn't do a great job on defense so I think that would create a bunch of mismatch problems if you put him at the four and then you have Wiseman at the five um, solely because uh, there would be a huge defensive liability because they're already not a, that great of a defensive team like D'Lo he's not really big on the defensive side Cat's not big on the defensive side so if you add Wiseman, yes, that's a pretty good rim protector, so you'll be good there. But then you still have that four position, which is really important. Um, so that position open uh, at a huge hole defensively. So that's one of the reasons why I don't think they should go with Wiseman. Personally, my choice, I would go with Edwards because I feel like, like I said earlier, he can play off ball more. And he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands at all times to create his own shot. He can... Um, Go run around screens, and he's athletic enough to get to the basket whenever he wants, and he can kind of he can kind of coexist and play off of Dilo, which um, I think would be huge for them. All right, moving on to the Golden State Warriors. This is <clears throat> one of the more interesting uh, parts that or things that happened during the lottery. So they they obviously were the one of the worst teams in the NBA because they didn't have Curry or Steph. Or my bad, uh, Curry or Clay. So they um, they moved up and got the second pick. But earlier they said that they they weren't really high on Wiseman. They don't need Lamelo, and they really don't have a need for Edwards either because they have the the backcourt. Their backcourt is solidified, and they really don't need anybody else. And they said that they weren't really high on Wiseman, which they do need a center. So. Um, I think they have two options. They can either they can either keep the pick and draft Wiseman or Nkongu uh, or whatever because they're um, the best centers in the draft. And Wiseman has a pretty big upside, and maybe they'll change their mind about how they view him. Or what I think they will do is they're going to trade the pick. Um, I believe that they'll they'll probably trade it for a center or a four. Um, now I really don't know what centers would be available. Um, some things have crossed my mind as uh, like they could possibly trade for Gobert maybe, Rudy Gobert from the Jazz because there was that whole thing with him and Mitchell. Their chemistry was a bit off. I'm not I'm not sure if it's like fully repaired or not. But um, if it's not, and um, they get an enticing, an enticing enough offer, then um, I would, I could see the Jazz doing a trade for like Wiggins and 
and the second pick or Draymond in the second pick for Gobert and then the the Jazz draft Wiseman to replace Gobert. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. They could also trade down too. They could trade with one of the late um, like top late teams in the top ten, uh, like the Knicks, the Hawks, the Cavs. All those teams, they could trade. They could trade down, and maybe draft uh, Onyeka and Kongwu, who could probably fit with them pretty well if they didn't if they um, didn't uh, get a trade to materialize with the, like a big superstar. But uh, I did hear that their GM said that they want to win now. They want to win as many championships as they can, like as soon as possible. So that's why I feel like they'll trade it because if they draft somebody. I mean, if you draft Wiseman, I don't, I don't think he'll really need that long to like develop into a good player. But you never know. So I think they just want like a surefire like third superstar to play off of Clay and Steph and just lock down in the paint because Draymond's kind of uh, getting old and his role is kind of deteriorating from when it from what it was. So I feel like they'll uh, either trade for a center or draft a center. Uh, one of those two things. So it'll definitely be interesting. We'll monitoring what they what they're thinking and what they're gonna eventually do. And uh, third pick was Charlotte Hornets. So for Charlotte, um, I think they'll probably select Lamelo Ball just because he's the best available player. Even though they have Delonte Graham and Terry Rozier, who they gave a lot of money to. Um, who are both who are both guards? They'll need, they just need talent, really. So I feel like they'll get the best available player that they can, which will be Lamelo, and then you could play Rozier off the bench, and uh, you could put Graham at the two, or you could put Rozier at the two and Graham on the bench, or you could trade Rozier. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that they could do, but I just feel like from what they need, they just need to pick the best player available because they just need talent and they've struggled for a long time. And I think they just need that. They just need that core dude to build around because they're not, they're not going to build around, uh, Rozier or Graham. So I think they just need that young, that young guy that they're just going to build around, build their future around and hopefully lead them into the right direction. <clears throat> the fourth pick is the Chicago Bulls, which um, is good if you're a Bulls fan because you finally didn't get number seven. Um, you've had you've gotten the seventh pick like three years in a row, so you finally got out of that, which is nice. And they and you moved up to four, which is very, which is very good. There, um, so I think their biggest thing is they'll probably need a type of wing, like a small forward, or yeah, they need some type of small forward because if you look at their small forwards right now, it's Otto Porter, uh, Chandler Hutchinson, Denzel Valentine, and maybe one more, uh, but like none of those guys are really, like Otto Porter, um, he'll probably accept this player option. And then I'm sure he'll be off the team by, by uh, the next season. Chandler Hutchinson, they're still waiting for him to develop. He has some potential, but he's been uh, hurt a lot, and he's never really done anything. He hasn't really—I don't think he's ever played a full season. So, and Denzel Valentine, 
Um, his contract is up, and I doubt they're going to bring him back. So I feel like that they'll draft either um, Denny Avdia from Israel or um, Obi Toppin. Because uh, Denny, from what I've seen on the scouting report, I've never seen him play, obviously, because he plays in Israel. But from what I've seen in the scouting report, he has a very, like, he's one of those, like, boomer, boomer bust type players, but he has, like, a very high, like, high chance of being, like, one of those boom players to where he can make an immediate impact. Uh, kind of, not like Luca, but, like, kind of um, just be... I think, uh, I'm pretty sure he's like a really good shooter. He can create his own shot, which they kind of need alongside of Levine and Markkinen. Then since they fired Jim Boylan and got a new um, general manager, um, I think if you pick Denny or uh, Obi, that they'll be heading in towards the right direction. If they sign, if they hire a um, good head coach and um, they give Levine the ball more, and they get Lowry more involved. I think they'll be a more respectable team than they were this year, because this year was just a complete disaster. Um, and with number five, uh, the Cavaliers have that pick. Um, I believe that they will, they're kind of in the same boat as the Bulls. They have, they have guards, and they have bigs. They just need a wing player. So I think they're going to get either Denny or Obi, whichever one falls to them. I, f I feel like they'll get them because they've drafted a point guard in uh, two straight years. So I feel like they won't draft a point guard because, I mean, granted it is a deep point guard class, but I feel like they really just need a wing because they have uh, Jetty Osman right now, who's their best small forward. And then um, I think like Alfonso McKinney. So they just needed another guy to kind of play off of Sexton. And then if they end up trading Love, they might be able to trade up and get like Wiseman or one of those types of players. So we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Cause I, could, I can see them trading up to one of the top three or, you know, something like that. So, but I think if they keep the pick, they're gonna get um, either Denny or Obi Toppin. And the sixth pick, uh, the Atlanta Hawks have that one. Um, I feel like they'll probably draft another wing. Uh, I think Isaac Okoro from Auburn because they need defense. So he's one of the better defenders, but they also could trade it too. Uh, the thing is, I feel like almost all of these teams could trade up or trade down. Like you never know. But um, <clears throat> we're going to skip through the rest of the teams because they don't really matter except I do want to talk about the Knicks um, if you know a Knicks fan or you are a Knicks fan I'm very sorry um, you guys have had some very bad luck and uh, I don't know I don't know what's, what your future holds but I feel bad for you guys um, but they do have the eighth pick which is it's disappointing because they wanted a top three pick but it's not the worst thing you see, um, there's been some good players that go around the seven to nine range. And I feel like if they play their cards right and they scout correctly and stuff all aligns, I feel like they could get a game changer from this draft. I feel like they could get like a Cole Anthony to be their point guard because they 
They have a lot of point guards on their team, but they don't have like the point guard. They have like Frank, who he's been a he's been a bit of a bust. They have Dennis Smith, he's been a bust for the Knicks. Um and they've been wanting to trade him. So I feel like they just need to start over at the point guard position and get another point guard. I'm pretty sure Cole Anthony's from New York. I think I might be wrong, but I mean, I'm pretty sure his dad played for New York, to, New York too. So I think that'd be the best option for them. If not, then they could get maybe a power forward or, but I think, I'll think they'll probably get Cole Anthony. Because I think he has the highest upside out of all of them. And he really could bring some spark to uh, New York. Him and Garrett in the backcourt could be uh, deadly in a couple of years. So even though uh, people are kind of skeptic on Cole because he had, or the team he was on in North Carolina was really bad. But he still had a good season. He did get injured for a little bit, which kind of derailed his stock and the team was bad, but I feel like he still had a good season. But he was projected to be like top five, and now he's like late lottery, so um, I think eight is probably good for him. I think being in New York will definitely help his game. And yeah, that's pretty much the only like big things really happen with the lottery. Uh, we'll see if any big trades come, because I mean, draft, draft day trades, they're always crazy. So we'll see what happens then. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think they've told us when the draft is, so I'm not sure when that will happen. But it's good to see that the lottery is going and they're moving. They're moving in the right direction with the season and the playoffs and all that stuff. So I'm hoping that nothing else happens and we just continue to uh, play basketball and continue to go through the season and then the eventual off season. Um, so let's talk about the playoffs. So the playoffs, they've been very, very fun to watch. Um, uh, a couple of the big series has been, oh, there's been some, there's been some big time games like Luca. They're playing the Clippers, which we, everyone thought coming into that, that would be a pretty good series. They're tied one to one right now. And, uh, Luca is going crazy. He's, I think he had like 70 between his first two games, which is like the second highest in like two games or something. And then he had 40 in his debut, which is the most in uh, debut, uh, in like a playoff debut, which is pretty, pretty cool. And um, I know the guy that's on tear is uh, Jonathan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. He's, he scored what, 57? Yeah, he scored 57 in game one, which is second most in the playoff in playoff history behind Michael Jordan's 63, which is pretty impressive. And I also saw something that he is the third player to have um, over two, in his first two games to have 80 points and 15 assists. So he has like 87 points and 15 assists, and the other guys to do that is Jerry West and Michael Jordan. So that's pretty, pretty good, um, pretty good players to be talked about with and being in like a records with, which is that's pretty cool. Um, also, another interesting series is the Lakers Trailblazers. Uh, the Lakers lost game one, so everyone was was worrying about them. They're like, oh, 
The Lakers suck. LeBron is old. He's not playing well. AD's carrying. Their role players are terrible. They can't shoot. Which, I mean, yes, they didn't play good game one. But that's okay. Then they come up game two. Everyone's, everyone was slandering on LeBron. And, you know, when you, when you talk crap about LeBron, he's going to come out and prove you wrong the next game. Granted, he didn't have like, oh, a 40-point game. Like, he didn't do insane. AD had like 31, but they beat him by like 20 or 30. So, they obviously beat him pretty good. But I think what's going to be interesting is uh, Dame, he dislocated his finger, index finger on his left hand. But he said he's going to play, which is fine. But it might aggravate him a little bit, but I'm not really sure how serious it is. But I did see just a couple minutes ago that um, Zach Collins had season-ending surgery on his ankle which that could that could uh, affect some things so we'll see how that plays out but yeah that should be a fun series um the rockets thunder i really 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 hope that the thunder turn it around and they start winning some because the Th- houston's up 2-0 and i really want to see the thunder make a deep run because i like the way that their team's structured and i like the story with chris paul and shea and all that stuff but what's even what what uh, so the first day, if you didn't watch, both eight seeds beat the number one seed, which I think has only happened one other time. So that was pretty pretty interesting. But then the number one seeds in the second game they blew both of them out. So and um, as of today, the Raptors are up three to zero on the Nets. Um, they've been playing real well. They're um, they're showing that they're still a championship team even without Kawhi. So we'll see if they sweep them or if they go to five. I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll probably sweep them because the Nets don't have anybody because they're all done for. Um, another interesting one is the Celtics uh, Sixers. The Celtics are destroying the Sixers right now. The Sixers stand absolutely no chance. Uh, ben Simmons, I don't think he's playing. Um, and Gordon Hayward, he got hurt in game one or game two, one of those two. And so he's out for like four weeks, which sucks. But I feel like that the Celtics are so deep that they'll run, they'll probably win in five. The Sixers might get the game. I'm not sure. I could see four or five because Sixers are just, I don't know. I just feel like the team that they have doesn't really fit well together. Like, they have Embiid, who carries, but he's not conditioned enough, and he's not at the point where he can have 40-point games every every night, and then the team wins. He needs another star, which he hasn't been Simmons, but if you look at Ben Simmons, he can't shoot worth a lick. But he's a heck of a driver and has really good passing. But with him out, like Embiid's carrying and Tobias Harris, he's been okay. He hasn't been anything. He's, I feel like he hasn't played up to his contract. So I feel like that was probably a stupid, uh, dumb contract that they gave him. But whatever. So yeah, I feel like the Celtics are gonna win that in five. And then this, um, this Laker, not Laker, this Pacers Heat series. That one's interesting. I love watching the Heat play. They're such a fun team with Hero, Duncan, Bam, um, Chimmy. They're just one of those like hard, like hard-nosed teams. They're really, 
um, fight real. They they fight all game, and they're heck of. They have a ton of shooters. Hero lights out. Duncan lights out. Um, I think they made they this last game. They were just shooting and making every three that they were taking. Duncan Robinson, he's one of the best pure shooters, I think, in the league right now. And Tyler Hero is also insane. He has so much confidence in himself that when he shoots it, like he knows it's gonna go in. And he can also make plays for others. And I think he fits right into that Heat's Heat culture along with Jimmy. I think also Jimmy is a perfect player for the Heat. He is definitely been, been a, leader to, a leader to this team. And I feel like all of the players really gravitate towards him. And he, like with his passion and fire all on the floor, he's kind of set the tone for what the team's gonna be in the future, which is which is nice. And he's kind of just beating it into the Pacers, really. I mean, he's he's had a lot of high scoring games and he's like shut down uh, TJ Warren for the most part. He was like going crazy in the bubble before um, he hasn't, I haven't really heard much from him because I've just heard Jimmy Butler. So, yeah, that's, that's a heck of a series. And I feel like the Heat, the Heat will win that one. And I feel, they could, I feel like the Heat could make a run. I feel like they could make a run in the East. Granted, I think if they face against like the Bucks or Celtics, I think it's probably over. But, um, if they go against the Raptors, I could see them, I could see them getting, Going to six with the Raptors, probably six or seven, maybe. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It should be interesting. But yeah, if you guys haven't if you guys haven't watched the playoffs, and what are you doing? You gotta you gotta tune in. It's only the first round, and there's been some epic games. This bubble has been an amazing, amazing couple of weeks. It's been a, a really good. It was a really good idea, and it's been working out really well. So. And yeah, we'll see who gets crowned champion and what team struggles and which team um, doesn't know really what team struggles and what's the, what team goes out and um, shows everybody that they're championship contenders. So yeah, I would, if, if you haven't watched any playoffs at all, I would advise you to probably like th- three games to watch three series to watch Lakers Trailblazers Clippers Mavs and I would say um, the uh, Nuggets and Jazz uh, I think all three of those are very competitive series right now and it's really anybody's game but uh, yeah those ones are probably the best ones to watch the most exciting because you got so many stars playing so much stuff's happening a lot of great play coming from all the teams and yeah we'll see what all happens and who makes a deep run and yeah um that's probably that's gonna be it for today's pod um i know it was kind of a shorter one but i was just wanted to brief you guys on the, the lottery in case you missed it and some uh some about some stuff about the playoffs and what to watch and all that. So I hope you guys enjoyed and um, thank you. Thank you all for listening and I will see you all in the next one.